Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. You're listening to Dan Issel and Louis Rabot on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here's Dan and Louis. All right, welcome in 11 o'clock hour of all things instrumental. Issel and Louis taking you up until noon here on ESPN 680, 1057. Get some version of the V show after us. And then, of course, first take, first replay, first watch, three to six, Sweezy Street. Oh, they'll take you. All the way up until then, as I point out, every day, 7 a.m., 6 p.m., we've got you with local programming every single day for 11 hours. Uh, thanks for I, I recognize that one even without the lyrics. Tonight. And the thunder rolls. Garth Brooks. Thank you, Dan. Um, we will have the ACC tournament for Louisville women's basketball. They are the four seed. We do not know who they're playing yet uh, because someone has to play on the day of shame to determine who's playing University of Louisville women's basketball. Network pregame at 10, 30, 11 a.m. play-by-play. That'll be on Friday. They will play on Friday. Um, potential for three games for them. And then Louisville baseball back at it on Friday. They're at Texas A&M. They're actually taking a Texas road trip, and they are going to be um, playing Texas A&M. 7.50 p.m., 8 o'clock first pitch on 93.9 and on the app. Saturday and Sunday are going to be TBA because they're still determining who is going to play them in those other games, but uh, Coach McDonald and and folks off to a good start across the street uh, with the baseball team. But without further ado, it is time for cold cuts. It is time for Avery Dill. It is time for Dan to go, uh, it's bologna or salami. Okay. So, first question, bologna (laughs) or salami? If Kenny continues coaching UofL next year, he will coach a little more harshly while still coaching with love. Uh, uh, I'm going to go baloney. And and Louis, uh, you asked me about the questions that Josh Hurd would have for. Uh, I came up with another one. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, the third one was: Are we doing enough to help the program? Is there anything mm, okay, yeah. that my department right. can do? To help you get this thing turned around. Any good boss would ask that question, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yep. So, that's a, so that's the third one. Um, I, I think <laughs> I think it depends on what kind of players he has. Um, I, I don't know that you can do both, Avery. I don't know that you can be sterner with more love. It sounds like a contradiction of terms. Uh, I, I'm going to go with Baloney. I think he's going to. I think he's going to coach exactly the way that he's coached this year, and just hopefully have better players 
and a better outcome. I think he is who he is. And one of the things that I always think about, Dan, when I hear his comments uh, in postgame is he, he sounds like Mississippi. And I mean that in the most just purely linguistic way. He just sounds like Mississippi. And I think that Kenny Payne is just Kenny Payne. And I think it's very hard, especially at his stage of coaching and in and, 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 and his age, you know, those things, for him to make drastic changes to how he approaches people and, you know, basketball and all those things. You didn't hire him to change. You hired him because he's Kenny Payne, right? And so yeah. I, I don't think the idea here is that he changes. I think the idea here is that you figure out the best methodology for players. Now, Avery, you're asking that kind of question. It's a good question. Can he change himself enough where he's doing those things? I think instead of trying to change Kenny Payne, you you have to – it's the first question Dan asked. Do we need to change the other people around you? Because if his personality is one way and then the guy sitting next to him has the same personality, that might not be good enough. That might not be a balance. So I'll go baloney on, on Kenny, but if he makes a change in the staff and finds someone who can do what you're talking about – then I think it would be a net positive for you about. Okay, so the next two are, are about the tournament because I decided right. that I'm going to do my first ever bracket this year. Uh, Your so, first? Yeah, I'm doing my first bracket this year. But I'm doing it my way and I'm doing it based off of mascots and which mascot I think will So you're going to win. One. Got it. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah right. of course. Yep. So, next question. Bologna or salami? If Kentucky basketball keeps playing strong, they will make it to the Sweet 16. Okay. Good question. That's salami. If if they play, and that's a big if, but if they play the way that they played Saturday, if they continue that same upward movement uh, tonight, uh, I think they get out of the first round uh, for sure and make it to the Sweet 16. If you are new to the show, bologna is bad, salami is good. Dan loves salami sandwiches when his wife is out of town. I think Dan also loves salami sandwiches when his wife is in town. Mm. Um I'll go salami as well. I think the I think the ceiling for Kentucky basketball is probably the Elite Eight. Um, but if they put together a couple of games here where everybody's clicking, Case and Wallace, as we have said all season, is a massive cog for them. If he can get things going, then they can be very, very good. Uh, Chris Livingston seems to have found his footing. Oscar, that that first step, that, that speed with which he acted last year that he did not have for much of this season, if he can continue to recapture it, then they could be considerably better. I will go salami as well with it. Next question. And bologna mustard. or salami? Mustard. <laughs> bologna or salami? <laughs> Tennessee will win the NCAA tournament. <laughs> She's laughing too. She set you up there. Go. Bologna. <laughs> How many slices of bologna, Dan? Uh, that's All of them? like... Yeah, that's like the full Oscar Mayer pack right there. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would say right now, right now, I would say that if if they continue the way they played the last few weeks, I would say that Kentucky goes farther than Tennessee in the NCAA tournament. So, didn't Ziegler get hurt last night too? He did. Thirty-eight minutes. He didn't yeah, play. Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That's. I can't. I can't imagine you even had that on the on the question list, Avery. Baloney, big time, big time baloney, and not Oscar Mayer. That's that is rude to Oscar Mayer. We're going store brand baloney. Okay, go. Okay, next question. The Eagles will. De- okay, now. 
I'm reading this right, and my brain's just not comprehending. Okay, baloney or salami? I told you last week, Avery, you got to read through them before you go on the show. I did! And this is a simple-worded question. My brain just, like, likes to glitch out. I think it's because I watched a show about dead people coming to life. Baloney or salami? The Eagles will decide to extend Jalen Hurts for five years. Uh, that's salami. That that kid showed this past year that he's a player and he's going to be uh, around the league and playing very well for a long, long time. And they've got really nice pieces around him. So I, yeah, I, I'm I'm positive on Hurts. I I think that's a. I think that would be a solid move by the Eagles. You know, they're 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 we saw it the opposites, and so they're paying Mahomes a lot of money in Kansas City. They win the title. Um, Joe Burrow's still on a rookie deal. Josh Allen's still on a rookie deal. Jalen Hurts on what is essentially a rookie deal, um, signed uh, in twenty twenty, um, and I think he's like a four million dollar player right now, um, but. What's interesting is it there lots of really interesting metrics for these contracts now, Avery. So Sport Track or excuse me, SpotTrack.com, S P O T R A C is a is a is a, a website that puts together your calculated market value compared to other players in the league. And they think he should go from a four million dollar contract to a forty four million dollar contract. Here is the issue. Do the Eagles want to build their team around him? Or have, I don't know, seven other players with that money? That's a big question. I'm going to go baloney. I do not think they give him that contract, even though I think I would if I were in that situation. See, you make a a great point, Louie. A great point. Uh, You know, I'm so tired of Aaron Rodgers, I can't believe I'm bringing up his name. (laughs) But he is an excellent example. You know, they're paying Aaron Rodgers. I think this year it's well over $50 million. close to 60 next year. Yeah, Yeah, and remember, the NFL is a hard cap. It's not like the NBA where you can maneuver around and and every team has a capologist who uh, figures out ways that you can cheat against the salary cap. This is a hard number. And so, you know, the reason that the uh, Packers weren't any good last year is because because Aaron Rodgers is making all the money. And so that that's an excellent point. But you know, at some point if you want to keep these guys, yeah, I, and that's that's a big question mark right now for Baltimore and Lamar. If you want to keep these guys, that's the price of poker. If you are Jalen Hurts, do you show up to fall camp for four point two million dollars? Mm, well, yeah, because I signed the contract. I signed the contract. I, I would just hope that given the year that I had, that I wouldn't have to do that. But if the Eagles say, well, let's just hold on, see if you can do it again, I sign the contract, I show up. All right, final question. Bologna or salami? Aaron Rodgers will decide to stay with the Packers. <laughs> oh, Avery, I had no idea that was coming. Uh, what was the question again? He's going to stay with the Packers. Yes, that's it. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, I, I'll say uh, that is baloney. And they interviewed the general manager yesterday, and he said a couple of things that were very telling. Number one, he said he had had little or no 
I, I don't know why you wouldn't know the difference. Have you had a little conversation <laughs> or have you had no conversation? It's like John Calipari. He's, I, he's heard, yeah, I, but he, I haven't he seen said, him. Yeah. He said he's had little to no conversations with Aaron Rodgers. Right. And the other thing that's even more telling is he also said Jordan Love was ready to take over. Now, here, here's, uh, I mean, Aaron Rodgers had arguably the worst year he's ever had last year. Uh, they, they, I believe, were under 500 as a yep. team. Yep. And he's going to make, uh, as Louis said, almost $60 million. I think they find a way. And, and you know, they've got to be diplomatic. But I think they find a way to get him out of town as quick as possible. Uh, salami, $60 million. Salami. Thanks. He's going to play because it's a lot of money. And this is the GM's way of getting him to commit before the free agent period starts. That's all. So, there you go. All right. Thank you, Avery. Thanks, Avery. You're welcome. What is the name of that music? I've never asked you. I, I honestly don't remember what I searched up because it was like <laughs> first thing, like the morning that we really started or the Wednesday afterwards that we started Bologna or Salami. Okay. And I just typed in like fun game show music or something like that. Got it. So it's called fun game show music song. I think sounds like so? a, it sounds like a Korean game show. The, Super happy, fun like, time. I mean, like most game shows, you want to have happy music, unless like you, so you get just the found you, you found some B roll and you made us a B roll show. Is what you're saying? Yeah, got it. Okay, I I, I went yep. on YouTube. That's all I know. Yep. Okay, it, it sounds like Match Game. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. Do you remember Match Game? Uh, that is before my time. Hmm. I feel like I've heard of it. <laughs> I feel like I've heard of it. I went through a period when I was younger where I wanted to just watch the Game Show Network all day, every day. I loved game shows as a little kid. And back in my day, Ken, um, who's sitting across from me, in case anyone's wondering who I'm talking to, uh, the kindergarten was a half day. So, like, my daughter's in kindergarten right now. She goes the whole day. Um, it's tougher on kids these days, Dan. Uh, we, were, we, were, we were less, um, we were less uh, I don't even know the word here. My, my daughter's tougher than I was. How about that? There you go. Um, tougher than you, Dan, because you probably didn't even go to kindergarten. Um, I didn't. I didn't. I started. They didn't have. Kindergarten was not an option in Green Ridge, Missouri. I started first grade when I was five years old. Okay, never mind. You are tough. And so uh, the uh, my mom hated getting out of bed in the morning, so she always signed us up for afternoon school so that she could sleep in a little bit. So I would get up and I would watch Prices Right. <laughs> so Bob Barker was my uncle until like uh, I told him with the first grade. So there you go. Um, all right. So the NFL Combine is going on, and this is not something that I put um, in the in the show plan at all or anything. But there's a new rule in the NFL that if you uh, violate the rule of quote asking an improper or offensive question of draft prospects, you can be fined a minimum of three hundred and fifty thousand dollars and forfeit a draft pick no later than a third rounder. These are serious, serious fines. Dan, when you met guys at the NBA Combine, was it okay? I I am asking, and I am trying not to be a jerk. I promise. Was there a Combine when you were a GM? Yes. Okay. Um, well, there well, there wasn't one when you played, right? No. Okay. So I'm not. I'm just trying to get my timelines lined up. When you yeah. inter- when you interviewed guys. I mean, I didn't, I didn't coach or be a GM in the NBA when, you know, we still had bushel baskets. I, I, mean, I, I, was, I, I, I mean, I know it was a while ago, but it wasn't ancient. When you interviewed guys at the Combine, how, how inappropriate did the questions get? 
not not inappropriate, uh, and and uh, that's very interesting. The rules that you just read. What in in whose mind is a question inappropriate? Well, the 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 famous example is 2016. A coach from the Falcons asked Eli Apple if he was gay or not. Yeah, and yeah. that's the one I think that everyone thinks about. Right now, do you think of that question as being out of bounds in an in an interview about a guy who's going to come and be your first round pick? Probably. I mean, Eli Apple was a a dynamite college player, and if, if there's any kind of scrutiny on him or attempt to make him a a hero or not or an anti hero or whatever, is that a fair question in the combine process? No. Okay. No, because it has nothing to do with his ability to play football. So I yeah that is that is an inappropriate question. So you think you know, that's one of the lines? Okay, all right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, no, that's way over the line. But let me let me give you an example. Uh, I just I just saw breaking news on ESPN.com. There's a warrant out for the arrest of Jalen Carter. Yeah, we were just talking about that off air. And, and so um, you know when he goes to the combine, uh, it, 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 I, I'm guessing he'll go. But maybe, maybe not after this. I mean, that is something that you have to get to the bottom of. Oh, because yeah. I mean, you could make him a first round draft choice, and he could be uh, behind bars his his rookie year. So you know, things like that that have an impact on his ability to play football that that wouldn't be out of bounds at all to ask him what was going on here. Uh, it it. it so asking Brandon Miller about the incident in Tuscaloosa is is not over the line. Is absolutely not. Got it. Ab- absolutely not. Okay. You you would want to know. You would want to know exactly because I I guarantee you they may not find him. They there there might not be anything they can charge him with criminally, but I guarantee you the day after he signs his NBA contract, there'll be a civil suit by that young lady's family. Oh sure, yeah. And so, you know, that's something that not only is Miller going to have to deal with, that's some something his franchise that drafts him is going to have to deal with. And so, no, that that question would not be over the line whatsoever. The Jalen Carter thing, I think that the troubling wording you read about it is that the police feel like he lied to them. And mm. that, that's mm, not... You can always make it worse by lying. Uh, better to just tell the truth um, with a lot of these things. So, um. but but Louis, a couple of things you asked me about questioning and, and interviews. Yeah. What would be you, what you would be to, over the line? Yeah, right. Yeah, you you have to realize that the these young players have been coached by their agents and you know exactly what to say, sure, and and how to say it. And so, um, you know, if there's not a, a red flag out there, and believe me, when you are talking about a first-round draft pick, the due diligence that you do, I mean, you, you do police reports, uh, you do interviews with high school coaches, with uh, uh, opposing coaches. I mean, the, the actual interview with the young man is just a tiny, tiny piece of your pro in your thought process as to who you're going to pick. Okay. So this is an interesting caveat you bring up then. So you're not allowed to ask the draft prospects about those things. Would you ask other people about those things? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. That's Absolutely. Right. Okay. All right. 
Yeah, you can. I mean, you could go. You could go to Apple's uh, high school coach and ask him anything you wanted to. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And to you, that's that is a. It's acceptable to do that with connections, but not with the draft prospect. Uh, well, I don't know the rules. Uh, no, no, I'm saying for you, Dan. I, rules aside, is that in your mind is that the appropriate way to do it? Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. I think part of that too is, and, and this is protecting people from themselves. Like if you're going to draft somebody and you're asking them a bunch of scalding questions up front, he's going to get there and not want to play for you, right? <laughs> I mean, that's at least a, a little part of this, right? Yeah. 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 But if you if during your due diligence you have seen some red flags now their personal life the the example that you used with uh, Eli Apple I mean yeah. that that that's over the line in, in any scenario but but if there's if there have been red flags raised um you know about about a a disciplinary action or about uh, something that you found um, you know say 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 you you did your police report and you found out that when the kid was 14 years old, uh, he uh, he was uh, uh, not arrested, but accused of shoplifting. Okay, that's that's something you'd want to ask him about. You know what happened? What was this incident all about? Okay, I think the I think the other really famous one is De- when Des Bryant was drafted in 2010. They asked if his mom was a um, a lady of the night. Yeah, see, that's that that's way over the line. Would you ask a connection about that, though? Uh, well, no. What I'd do is I'd go to Tinder and see if I could find her. <laughs> <laughs> for research purposes or for Dan Issel purposes? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> second hour of the show for some reason brought to you by our friends at delta dental delta dental ky.com plans for yourself for your family for your employees a nationwide network of dentists if you are a dentist check out the dentist tools tab at the top of the page and expand your practice uh that way as well we do have some other play-by-play going on the missouri valley championship is this weekend on sunday at 145 followed by indiana michigan which is suddenly a very interesting game um and so if you are driving around on sunday keep it locked here on 680 at 1057 on the other end we're going to talk beer ads so get the text line ready 437-9680 we're going to talk beer ads what's okay and what's not and what our favorite beer ads of all time is um, if it's not Bush in the mountains and the guys playing football in the mountains, Dan and I are no longer friends. Find out if we're still friends next. Here's Dan and Louie. And welcome back. Final segment of Issel and Louie. Uh, we'll take you up till noon and Bobby V. And this hour of the show is brought to you by Delta Dental of Kentucky. Whether you're looking for dental coverage for employees or an individual or family policy, Delta Dental of Kentucky has you covered with a nationwide network of dentists. Plus, they offer Delta Vision, comprehensive vision plan through VSP. Enrolling in a dental or vision plan is easy. You can call them at 1-800-955-2030 or visit them online at ky.deltadental.com. All right, so occasional culture segments, and I think this was one that I saw and I thought Dan's going to have opinions and the... The throngs of men that listen to this show will have opinions as well, so uh, we will figure that out. Um, but this uh, essentially the, comes down that uh, Molson Coors, I forgot that it's not Miller Coors anymore, went too far, quote, with a recent ad that compares Rivals Light Beer to water. 
the National Advertising Division, which is part of the Better Business Bureau, sided with Anheuser-Busch, which challenged a 2022 ad for Miller Lite that used the phrase, light beer shouldn't taste like water, it should taste like beer. Um, what's funny is Dan is a bud guy, but he, he actually agrees with Miller. Um, <laughs> that beer should not taste like water. The agency uh, said that uh, Miller Coors should, quote, discontinue the ad because it's not puffery or a mere opinion. All right, so... Uh, what does puffery mean? Uh, just uh, obvious joke. It's not an mm. obvious joke, uh, which I thought it was. The the best yeah, one is so I. the guy uh, the guy on the bike pulls over and he gets out a Bud Light can and he pours it over his head to cool off. It's it's, it's pretty funny, uh, but that is the uh, the ad that um, that Bud took uh, uh, issue with. Dan, uh, I always put these up and I think you always worry that I'm going to bring up a dumb topic, but I think beer ads are important. They're part of the zeitgeist of American culture. Um, what is your favorite all time beer ad? And if you're going to say the Clydesdales. Uh, my all-time favorite is when the Budweiser Clydesdales played football in <laughs> oh, the snow. Oh, played football, okay, yeah. In the snow. <laughs> that right. that was my favorite. Oh, man. Oh, well, go ahead, there, were some great, there were some great Miller Lite commercials, though, with, uh, with former uh, professional athletes. Those, those were pretty good, too. Go ahead. I love the Clydesdale commercials, and I know that sounds super generic, but I love watching the ponies. And I will say, I was very disappointed on Super Bowl Sunday when there were no Clydesdales, but a dancing chicken. It wasn't a beer ad. It was a seasoning ad. But you can put a dancing chicken commercial and no Clydesdales? I was very ashamed. I was also drinking, so I had lots of opinions that whole night. I don't, I don't remember there even being a Budweiser. I mean, the, the light beer, and and I disagree with the National Advertising Agency, which mm. I didn't even know existed when you <laughs> when you look at most ads that somebody is actually overseeing this. Um, I disagree. I think that all light beer tastes like water, and so do you, you know, to, do you to remember- single. Do you remember around the Super Bowl they used to have two teams of bottled beers with helmets on yeah. and Bud would play Bud Light? Yeah. Those are some of my favorites too, man. Those were those were so <laughs> stunningly stupid and awesome. I loved it. Yeah, it was great. But I think the Bush beer, go to the mountains of Bush, Bush. Like, I don't know, man. I, I think those are up there. Yeah, the, the ads list, the ads are up there, but Bush beer is terrible. <laughs> Disagree, Bush better than Bush. Bud. Bush beer is when, when you walk into a liquor store and there's a case sale for a dollar and seventy five cents. It's usually Bush. Have you tried the uh, the Bush Apple, Dan? No, surprisingly, I don't drink anything don't, except for Budweiser. You literally don't try. Things. I'm not interested in trying anything else. I like it. It That's, is. Go ahead. That no, I like it, and you know, Sherry says, "Well, you ordered the same thing the last time we were here." Yeah, because it was good, and I enjoyed it. I don't, I don't feel the need to go out and you know and try something different if I know there's something there that I like. It's it's one of the few very old man things about Dan Issel. Generally speaking, oh, I don't know. There's a few old things about me. Oh, the Swedish bikini team. I forgot about those ads. Those are good ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was funny, though. Like, they'd have the bush ads, and they're in the mountains, and a, a woman in a bikini just appears in, you know, 30-degree temperatures. Every woman's dream, right, Avery? I am a cold-blooded lizard, so the answer <laughs> is no. 
no. I like my warm weather. I'm very happy that the last three weeks three weeks or so yeah, that it's be starting to fire. be 50 to 70 range yeah. i'm very happy with this because it's not cold <laughs> yeah that's then. a good thing you're not in colorado we're supposed to get snow again of tonight. course you are. ew yeah yeah <laughs> gross were there beer ads they were all in print when you were a kid right dan could you advertise uh, I, I can't remember could you advertise beer on tv I, I think you could advertise beer. You couldn't advertise liquor for years, right? Yeah, yeah. They changed that. Yeah, very you couldn't. Add, I, I think you could. I, I think there were beer ads. Um, uh, yeah, I'm sure there were. Okay, but but you couldn't you couldn't advertise any anything stronger than that. Did you like um, the Budweiser frogs when they were out? Nah. Did you like the Budweiser what's up, guys? No. Okay. Um. For sure. For sure. <laughs> Did you like Spud, Spuds McKenzie? Underrated. Master. Yeah, yeah, he was okay. All right, I'm pointing at younger people. Do you know who Spuds McKenzie is? No. Oh, the dog? But it sounds like- the beer dog? How cute like- is that dog? Oh, he's got a spot. <laughs> Spuds McKenzie, baby. Oh, man, yeah, he was great. Spuds was great. I, I, the, it, it was. They were, like, not so subtle. Like, they were like, no, the dog's drinking. Like, no, no. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a drink. Oh, so the Bush ones are very funny. Um, I like the, um, do you remember that it was a Super Bowl ad? Bud Light had the secret fridge and the guy had a, had a light on the wall and he pulled the light like a lever and the, 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 um, the, the regular fridge was on a turn and it would turn into the wall and the Bud Light beer fridge would come out. That was really great. Oh, man. <laughs> Trying to think of the other ones that I really liked. Speaking of beers oh, drinking, God, the uh, dogs drinking beer. Uh, have you ever seen Strange Brew? I have not seen Strange Brew. Strange, to this day, my son and I call each other hoser because <laughs> the entire the entire yeah. it, it's uh, it's set in Canada. It is and yes, right the here. entire movie. They feed beer to the dog and call each other hoser, it's and that's right. that's about the extent of the movie. Oh, Real Men of Genius was a good set of ads. That's true. Man, that's that's true. Um, was Fall City a big advertiser with the Colonels? Uh, yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I, I had forgotten about this ad, but the, the Clydesdales are playing football, and they send the zebra to be the official. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> man, that was good. That's right. I forgot about that one, man. That's good. Man, oh, man. <laughs> People are kind of killing you for liking Budweiser. I, I got to say, man, it's, I think I think everyone has their their yellow domestic that they are that they are loyal to. Lots of people in our age group and younger are are, are light beer guys, as Dan points out, or you know Bud Light, Miller Light, Coors Light, whatever kind of thing. Um, but I think everybody's got their their one yellow American beer. I say yellow on purpose instead of lager or pilsner or whatever. But um, Avery, is, is your dad a, a beer drinker? Yeah, he likes Sam's. There it is. Okay, yeah. But, but like, we're that's also Massachusetts from Massachusetts, yep. so it's... But Sam's is Budweiser in Massachusetts. Yeah, It basically. is. It just is. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, interesting. I grew up... Uh, my my family was a Stroh's family because of Detroit. And then um, when we got to college, it was High Life that was the, the go-to yellow beer. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back then... What was, a, the a dirty, of... what was the Dirty 30 at Western? So, that this is... Was, was the, like Bush Light was the go-to kind of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, at Indiana, it was Keystone Light for some reason. I have no idea why. But when I was there, the, the just yo, dude, get thirty stones. Like was the thing. Like you just did it. and It was nine, ten. It's because it was cheap. Yeah, it was That's nine, ten why. bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It, back in the day, a lot of cities had their own beer. Yes. Like you mentioned, oh, sure. Fall, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned Fall City. Uh, Pittsburgh had a beer that was absolutely awful called <laughs> Iron Iron City. That was bad. Uh, San Antonio had Pearl. Have you ever had any Pearl beer? No. Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. But So but did you lot... know this because of ABA games? Like you'd go and you'd try their beer yeah. and you're like, I'm oh, glad yeah. I'm not here. Yeah, okay, got it. No, I, I told you, back in the ABA... You know, you'd come into the locker room after a game, there'd be a case of beer right. iced down. Yeah, right. Uh, guys would have a couple of beers before they took a shower. Um, and and some of them had a, had a cigarette before they took a shower. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but they'd have the, the local beers. Um, shangling? Is there a shangling or something? Y- Yingling that? in uh, Pennsylvania, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. That was another one that wasn't very good. <laughs> Uh, Texter saying uh, when they were at Moorhead in the early 2000s, the light boiler of choice was Natty Light or Natty Ice Light because you could get a 12 pack for five bucks. Yes, yeah, that's right. Yes, um, I'm, that's one I've never heard of. Natty natural natural light, really? Oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. They got the red, white, and blue logo and all that. Yeah, yeah. And and that was the that that was the the name that was the name they called it was Natty. Yeah, Natty Light. Yeah, yeah. That's got why it. that's why Patty is Patty Ice because of Natty Ice. Mm. Look at you learning something on a Wednesday. How about that? Mm-hmm. There you mm-hmm. go. Leading into We Want to Know Wednesday on the V Show. How about that? There you go. Look at us being good how citizens. Come, how come Bobby didn't do the game last night? Uh, we'll talk about that later. Did I bring up something I should? Yeah, have? yeah, yeah. I'm going to dump okay. out of that. All right, all right. There we go. Also, you never told me who Molly was fooling around with when she was married to Jalen. You need to, you need to uplift me there too. Molly, what? I have questions, I, I, and I need answers. What? Who is Molly? Who is Jalen? Yeah. What are we doing? What? On the on the we talked about this before on uh, first take. The girl that's on with Stephen A. Molly. Oh yeah, she was married to Jalen Rose. Yes, and you and you told me that that was no longer the case, and you would tell me why, and you never did. It was an affair. Yeah, yeah. With who? Uh, someone on that show. Not Stephen A. That's the rumor. Oh my goodness! Yuck! I agree. Oh, I'm just, by the way, I'm reporting. I I don't want to get sued. Um, I'm reporting internet rumors. I am not saying that that definitely happened or that I have any kind of knowledge, but that is, um, yeah, I don't want to get sued. Thanks, Dan. Um, (laughs) Let's, let's talk about something else. You brought all these things up. (laughs) (laughs) I think I dumped out of that in time. Hopefully the Uh, dump up works in here. It did not the other day uh, to a delightful degree on the show before this one. (laughs) <laughs> so hopefully it worked for me today um all right so we have we've been a little bit of everywhere today we have discussed whether there are out of bounds questions at the nfl combine uh we are of the opinion that there are um was the dog a perfect uh ending to the season for U of L last night with the pooping on the court the answer is yes um sean miller will be the next coach at kentucky according to dan issel 
And um, what else did we get to today? Um, oh, uh, Dan thinks they're going to cover like he has every game, and they are 15 to 14 against the spread. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Here, here's one thing on the sheet we haven't talked about that I found very interesting. Is this the athletic? Yeah. The athletic has uh, whom, whom they consider to be first and second team All-Americans, and your reigning National Player of the Year is not on the list. I found that very interesting. All right, we have a special caller, Dan. Are you ready? Uh, uh, is it BBN Billy? Even more special. Okay. We welcome Pink in. Pink, how are you? How you doing, Louie? Good. Hey, Dan. <laughs> yes, Louie. When we went to Denver, what my chore was. Uh, Coors, uh, Coors Beer. You got it, baby. Louie, every person could take two Coors beer on the plane back to your local state. So it was my job to get 30 cases tied together in 15 bundles to the airport and on the plane. Can you see a trainer in the NBA doing that today, Dan? Nah, probably not. Probably not. Dan and Louie took most of it. I took a few to Red for you for getting the floor down in Freedom Hall so we could practice. <laughs> it, it, that, that was distribution stopped at the Mississippi River, essentially, right? For Coors, yes, it did. I, right. I think it was no. I think it was even farther back farther? than that, like maybe Kansas City or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I right, think. Yeah. I think in the beginning, I think there were only like four or five states where you could get it. A little banquet beer. How about that? <laughs> well, that was good that you came up with that. <laughs> I, I I remember it well, Mr. Gardner. Pink's a Hall of Famer for a reason, people. That's right. All right, <laughs> man. I'll let you go. Thanks, Lloyd. <laughs> Lloyd Garner. There you go. And um, then what people realized when you could buy Coors every place, they realized it wasn't that good. So. Well, the scarcity made it popular, right? For sure. Yeah. Hey, I I had a meeting. I had a meeting with Peter Coors. It was toward the end of my career. And I had a meeting up in Golden in his office with Peter Coors, and I talked to him about getting a distributorship back in Kentucky. Nice. And he told me, he said, Dan, it hasn't been successful. He said, I've got a drawer full of lawsuits mm. that they gave they gave the Kenny Kenny Anderson had one for a while mm. in Dayton or something. But you know, everybody it was kinda like um it, it was kinda like in and out today. You know, In-N-Out is so popular because you could only get it in California Correct. and Arizona and Nevada. And now it's... And now then you it, have it, it and you're like, oh, right, it's a hamburger. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now you can go down the street here in Denver and get an In-N-Out. And you realize that, you know, Wendy's are better. And so that was the same thing that happened that, uh, you know, people thought that getting a Coors distributorship was going to be a gold mine. Right. And when it became available all over the place... People realized it wasn't that good. You know, uh, Mark Cuban has made this uh, point about the NFL. And he said, you need to be careful about how many nights a week you air NFL games. Because one of the great things about the NFL is its scarcity. Like, it's, it's an appointment thing to watch the red zone for that first part of Sunday, right? And he said, if you start throwing these crap games on Thursday and people remember the crap from Thursday, they're less likely to tune in on Sunday. Yeah, I think that's a it's great an interesting point. point. He said, it's one of the yeah. things about the NBA. Now, with the nature of the NBA... You have to play those games. It's different. But he said it's one of the reasons people don't watch all the time in the NBA is because it's just always available. You don't. It's not appointment viewing. 
the NFL is still appointment viewing for for most people. So yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking about first take. Uh, uh, oh my goodness! The round mound of rebound. <laughs> Help me. Help. Charles, Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley oh, okay. was on, and he he took my stance. They talked about the commissioner saying he oh, didn't have a problem with with load management. And Charles blasted him about, you know, people show up and spend their money. They ought to see the, do you they know, see the players. Do you know play. Charles and all? Yeah. I could see you two liking each other. Yeah. No, no. I, Charles is, uh, Charles, for some reason, he's Teflon, man. Oh, he, he can says say stuff. Yeah, he can say he says stuff that nobody else could get away with. And that's why I like him, because I wish I was that way. He said, uh, there's two kinds of people in the world, people who root for Alabama and people who go to heaven. Um, the uh, texture saying, I flew home from Denver when I was 16 with a six-pack of Coors for my dad that my uncle bought him. <laughs> we lived in Iowa at the time. That's a good text. Um, <laughs> were Dan and Lloyd uh, hauling Coors um, like Bandit and Snowman coming down on the text line? It's <laughs> pretty good. Oh, man. I knew the beer thing would get us through uh, through solid yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, absolutely. Of, uh, radio here, so. Absolutely. All right. Um what else did we not get? Yeah, I think your thing about the All-Americans is interesting. Do you think – so you had me answer the question. I'll have you answer the question now. I think that Oscar Sheboy's last game in Rupp is tonight. Do you think it's his last game in Rupp? Uh, yes. Y- yes. Unless – the only thing that would bring him back, I think, Louie, is if there are no other options – if, if if somebody if he doesn't if he can't go to Europe, I would think this young man would make a fortune playing in Europe. I think Fran- like the French league would be a really great league. Yeah, or or in Italy, something like that. I I think he will explore all of the options. I think the only way that he comes back to Kentucky is if he realizes he has no other options out there, and he could make you know two and a half three million dollars again coming back yeah, is there to, any is there anything to that where he can do another nil deal like that his family's there now like is there something to that Dan? yeah okay don't you think i do actually yes i don't think it's 100 percent that he's gone but i do think it's his I, I think it's more likely than not that it's his last game at rup but if he if i found out he's back next year i wouldn't be stunned no i wouldn't I, it wouldn't shock me it would it would not shock me but would I you think want him back next year sure okay you think he'd meld with the new guys yeah, I think the new guys would melt with him. Okay, got it. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> but uh, and when I was out in Kansas last weekend, I was talking to uh, some people there about NIL, and they said that Grady Dick in 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 Lawrence, Kansas, that Grady Dick's making a million dollars. Oh, sure. On NIL. Yeah. Evidently, he has a deal with Adidas. Well, good. Texter thinks the uh, Oscar will be in the NBA. I, I again, my opinion on Oscar is he perfect candidate for end of the bench, eat up bad minutes, two way deal kind of player for sure. Um, so um, I hope the Texter's right because uh, you know I I don't I, mean, I root I mean, for guys I, I, I root I, for guys like Oscar yeah. from the background. No, I, yeah, you're absolutely right. You got to root for him. Yes. I mean, he's such a great kid and he plays so hard. You got to root for him. I don't know if there's room in the NBA for a player like Oscar. Fair enough. Uh, reminder that he's from Lumbumbashi, uh, Otkitanga, Democratic Republic of the Congo, and the average person there makes $556 a year. So um, easy to reform that way. But 
Um, a little Mark Blake and Baker on a on a Wednesday talking about Patino and uh, Jay Wright. Let's get them. Let's get it done. <laughs> Damn. Patino. <laughs> Jeez. People have short memories, don't they, Lou? They sure do. Yeah. Where would Patino do better, Syracuse or Georgetown next year? <sighs> Actually, I'll add a thirteen, St. John's. Um, probably St. John's. I, I think of the three teams you just mentioned, St. John's has more talent right now. I mean, Syracuse got whacked last night. Has Bayheim said yet that this is the no, end no, for no, him? No, no. It better be. <laughs> it, it, I mean, he. I think that guy's body bag sideline, that's how he's retiring. You think? Yeah. Louie, why would you want to put yourself through that? Who, was it Georgia Tech that smoked him last night at home? Yes. Oh, I, my goodness. I get it, Dan. I, I, I know what we see from the outside, but Jim Beheim is a crazy person. He's the Fran McCaffrey of the East Coast, and he's a crazy person. Uh, I, just, I, don't, I, I think literally he's one of those guys. Uh, do you remember Strom Thurmond in the Senate? Absolutely. So he was in the Senate. and he, he knew his, uh, South Carolina? Past, yeah, past his 100th birthday. Okay, and he got out of the Senate, and he died within three months, because literally it was the only thing keeping him alive. And I yeah, wonder if guys the, like Bayheim aren't cut like that. That's all. I'm but thinking. the Senate wasn't under five hundred. <laughs> I think the Senate's been under five hundred for a while. <laughs> good point. Good, good point. Good point. So, uh, were you surprised to not see Oscar on this uh, list? Of yes, I was. Okay, I was. I was very surprised. They. Uh, the the first team. So those people that are listening know who we're talk, what we're talking about. The first team, and this was the athletic about uh, a week Kyle ago, Tucker, right? I think. Yep. Uh, Zach Eady, uh, Jalen Wilson, Kansas. Brandon Miller, Alabama. Uh, Marcus Sasser, Houston, and Drew Timmy. Drew Drew Timmy uh, was the first team. Second team was somebody from Arizona who. Tubilis, yes, from uh, a forward from Arizona. Yep. The kid uh, Jaquez from UCLA. Yeah, he's having a nice. Uh, Noel yeah, Marquise from Noel, yeah, from Kansas State. So, uh, uh, the kid from uh, TCU, Mike Miles, and Trace Jackson Davis. That was the second team. Would you have I, Trace Jackson Davis ahead of Oscar in the voting right now? Uh, probably. Okay, but I don't know that I would have Miles at TCU. Uh, or, or even the kid at UCLA. I mean, he's okay. a nice player, but he's, he's, uh, as far as college players are concerned, he's he's no Oscar Sheboy. The one so. thing I wish they would adopt in the NBA that they do in the NCAA is it's not a position based thing. So there's not a requirement to have a center on both teams. I wish right. the NBA would do that right. too. Just give us yeah. the five best players. Yeah. All right. Well, we are at the end of another broadcast show, and uh, thank you for listening. This has been Issel and Louie, ESPN 680, 105.7. We'll be back again tomorrow uh, with Ben Roberts and Jay Davis, and we hope you are too. Have a great day, everybody. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. 
You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, Come on, muscle through it. But then also say, Hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com.